Have you ever wondered if fasting could unlock the doors to deeper revelation knowledge of God's Word? This is Cherie. Welcome to Meditating the Word. It's day 13 of our 21-day fast. Let's read our devotional scripture, Mark 9:29. Jesus said, This kind can only come out by prayer and fasting, reminding us that sometimes fasting is required. Today, we're going to explore fasting for revelation knowledge. We'll look at Daniel's fast in Daniel 9, and we'll also look at some instruction from Jesus on the proper way to fast in Matthew 6. We'll start with the account in Daniel 9, and while this is Daniel's fast, it isn't the Daniel fast of fruits and vegetables that you're probably familiar with. In this fast, he is seeking favor and forgiveness for Israel and revelation knowledge on Scripture. This is really good, so let's read the whole chapter. I'll be reading from the NIV, starting in verse 1. In the first year of Darius, son of Xerxes, a Mede by descent, who was made ruler over the Babylonian kingdom, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the scriptures, according to the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem would last seventy years. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, Lord, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments. We have sinned and done wrong. We have been wicked and have rebelled. We have turned away from your commands and laws. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, and our ancestors, and to all the people of the land. Lord, you are righteous, but this day we are covered with shame. The people of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and all Israel, both near and far, in all the countries where you have scattered us because of our unfaithfulness to you. We and our kings, our princes, and our ancestors are covered with shame, Lord, because we have sinned against you. The Lord our God is merciful and forgiving, even though we have rebelled against him. We have not obeyed the Lord our God or kept the laws he gave us through his servants, the prophets. All Israel has transgressed your law and turned away, refusing to obey you. Therefore, the curses and sworn judgments written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us, because we have sinned against you. You have fulfilled the words spoken against us and against our rulers by bringing on us great disaster. Under the whole heaven, nothing has ever been done like what has been done to Jerusalem. Just as it is written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come on us, yet we have not sought the favor of the Lord our God by turning from our sins and giving attention to your truth. 
The Lord did not hesitate to bring the disaster on us, for the Lord our God is righteous in everything he does, yet we have not obeyed him. Now, Lord our God, who brought your people out of Egypt with a mighty hand and who made for yourself a name that endures to this day, we have sinned, we have done wrong. Lord, in keeping with all your righteous acts, turn away your anger and your wrath from Jerusalem, your city, your holy hill. Our sins and the iniquities of our ancestors have made Jerusalem and your people an object of scorn to all those around us. Now, our God, hear the prayers and petitions of your servant. For your sake, Lord, Look with favor on your desolate sanctuary. Give ear, our God, and hear. Open your eyes and see the desolation of the city that bears your name. We do not make requests of you because we are righteous, but because of your great mercy. Lord, listen. Lord, forgive. Lord, hear and act for your sake, my God, Do not delay, because your city and your people bear your name. While I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and making my request to the Lord my God for his holy hill, while I was still in prayer, Gabriel, the man I had seen in the earlier vision, came to me in swift flight about the time of the evening sacrifice. He instructed me and said to me, Daniel, I have now come to give you insight and understanding. As soon as you began to pray, a word went out, which I have come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. Therefore, consider the word and understand the vision. Seventy sevens are decreed for your people and your holy city to finish transgression, to put an end to sin, to atone for wickedness, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy place. Know and understand this from the time the word goes out to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one, the ruler, comes. There will be seven sevens and sixty-two sevens, It will be rebuilt with streets and a trench, but in times of trouble. After the sixty-two sevens, the anointed one will be put to death and will have nothing. The people of the ruler who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end will come like a flood. War will continue until the end, and desolations have been decreed. He will confirm a covenant with many for one seven. In the middle of the seven, he will put an end to sacrifice and offering, and at the temple he will set up an abomination that causes desolation until the end that is decreed is poured out on him. In this passage, we see that Daniel based his prayer life on his study of God's word. He was determined. He set his face toward God and he humbled himself through fasting. He also confessed his sins and the sins of all Israel, 
asking for God's forgiveness. And then he glorified God, recounting his faithfulness. He didn't make excuses. He was sincere, specific, and thorough. Then he asked for forgiveness and restoration. And while he was still praying, the angel Gabriel came to him with an answer. Revelation knowledge of the scriptures he had been studying. Now let's take a look at Jesus' instructions for fasting in the Gospel of Matthew. I'll be reading verses 1 through 8 and 16 through 21 from the NIV. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Only verses 16 through 18 are specifically about fasting, but all of these verses are related to motive. Why are you fasting? Is it to get attention of man, or is it to humble yourself toward God? Is your giving done for show, or do you give privately? Do you pray to be seen and heard by others, or do you enter into your prayer closet and pray just to God. Where are you storing your treasures? On earth or in the heavenly realm? Our motive should be to please God, not to draw attention to ourselves. So even though this is a public fast we are doing together, 
If you weren't following my podcast, you probably wouldn't even know that I'm fasting. I'm still going about my daily routine. Okay, my disclaimers. I am not a medical professional, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as medical advice. Please, if you fast, fast responsibly. If you have any underlying health issues or an unhealthy relationship with food, do not fast. And if you're going on an extended fast, it's a good idea to check with your doctor first. All right, let's check in. By now, you can probably repeat all of my instructions. Are you standing on specific scriptures? Remember, being specific is one of the things we learned from Daniel's fast today. We also learned that he was a student of the Word and was seeking God for revelation knowledge about the scriptures he was studying. I can't stress enough to spend extra time in God's Word, in prayer, and meditation, and in journaling any revelations that come to you. Don't forget to take it easy if you're tired or weak. Monitor your weight loss and drink lots of water. Here's how I'm doing. I lost 0.8 pounds yesterday. I'm still drinking a gallon of water a day, no negative side effects, walking at least 10,000 steps a day, and my energy continues to be really good I will be transitioning to a Daniel fast on Monday, fruits and veggies. I'm spending lots of time in the Word and in prayer and standing on God's promises. Father God, in humble reverence, I approach your throne of grace, seeking the precious gift of revelation knowledge in your Word. Open my heart and mind to truly comprehend the depth of your Word. I long to walk in the light of your truth. Give me the wisdom to understand the deeper meanings and not just what's on the surface. Your word has layers upon layers of knowledge and truth. Help me to understand and apply your word in my life. Thank you for your unmerited favor. In your boundless mercy, you guide my steps, protect me from harm, and bless me more abundantly than I could ever deserve. I see your hand in the circumstances of my life and offer up my gratitude and praise. Thank you for the gift of forgiveness. Your grace washes over me, cleansing me from all unrighteousness and renewing my spirit. I am in awe of your unfailing love and forgiveness, and I commit myself to extending the same grace to others, reflecting your love in my actions and words. I trust in your promises and rest in the assurance of your love and faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me on Meditating the Word today. This is Cherie reminding you that you are in my prayers. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.